And welcome back to another episode of 2 by 2 My name is Umer. And my name is Sean. Uh, Umer, you know, when you think about it, one of us wasn't planned for. I actually oh. think about that quite often. You do? Yeah, I, I think about it sometimes. You know, like, people are always like, oh, like, was one of you a mistake? It's like, I don't know if it was a mistake, but I mean. I mean, I, I, I think we've talked to mom and dad about this before. They definitely wanted two sons. I definitely don't think they were expecting two at once. I don't know, maybe since I'm older, I was the one that was planned for, and you might have been the, you know, the carbon copy, as people say. I mean, there has to be a rough draft for the final product, so maybe that was, maybe you had to be the rough draft, so you could achieve That's fine. That means that was the OG idea. That's fine. (laughs) That's all good. That's all good. (laughs) Well, either way, we were very lucky because uh, we were kept together. There are a good number of twins that do actually get separated at birth, and... When they reconnect later on in life, we find some pretty freaky things. Let's get into it. So this week we're talking about twins that were separated at birth. I think twins in general are an anomaly and a lot of times they're kept together and they develop quite differently or maybe they develop the same. But um, what's even more interesting is t- for me is to look at um, twins that were separated at birth and what happens when they reconnect. Um, sometimes there's some really freaky stuff that happens. They find really weird similarities um, or just find out that they're weirdly still bonded together. And I think you have a little story about that, Omer. Yeah, so one of the most interesting story is about Jim Lewis and Jim Springer. So in 1940, a pair of identical twin brothers were separated at birth and put up for adoption. At three weeks, their respective adoptive parents called their sons James, or Jim for short. Now, they didn't know each other, because they were separated so early at birth, but they ended up growing up about 40 miles away from one another. Uh, Jim Lewis had a brother named Larry, a dog named Toy, and in school he loved math and woodwork but hated spelling. He eventually married a woman named Linda, but they divorced after a number of years. He then married his second wife, Betty, and they had a son who they named James Allen. And they were He was a chain smoker, and he suffered from migraines, and he drove a Chevy to work every day, and he worked as a deputy sheriff. Jim Springer had a brother, Larry, a dog named Toy, and as a student, he enjoyed math and woodwork, but hated spelling. He eventually married a woman named Linda. However, they got divorced years later. Jim Springer then married his second wife, Betty, and they soon had a son named James Allen. Now, Jim Springer was also a chain smoker, suffered from migraines, and also drove a Chevy to work, where he worked as a deputy sheriff. That's kind of crazy. That's that's absolutely insane. In 1979, at the age of 39 years old, their paths finally crossed for the first time after Jim discovered the contact details of his identical twin. And the more they talked, the more their life story started to unravel. And, I mean, I can't believe... I can't even start to think of how 
crazy that those that story would sound if I was sitting there and I was like, if someone like you was telling me all of these things about that, your it life, sounds, it would it sounds made up. It like sounds it, it completely made sounds up. made up that like they just lived these completely parallel lives without ever crossing paths or meeting. Or they just right. they did everything the exact same. That's absolutely crazy. It is also crazy to think about like what are the chances that they would get adopted and and they ended up only living 40 miles away from each other they also if if you could keep reading into the details they also took their families on vacation to florida once a year they took those those vacations at the same time every year at the same coastal town which is also crazy. So not only did they grow up in the same circumstances, they also ended up taking these life decisions that were so similar. And to me, the immediate thing that I think of as like someone who studied like science growing up and all that was the whole concept of nature versus nurture, right? How much of how you were raised is determined by your genetic code and by your genetic variation and how much of it is determined by the environment that you grow up in and, and, and around in. Yeah, I, I think that idea of like nature versus it, nurture. It applies for most siblings, but I think looking at it from like a twin perspective is even even more interesting just because you oftentimes, the expectation is that twins will just be the exact same and everyone always just assumes that you're the same person. But when you actually get into it, you find out that twins are often quite different from each other, which is insane because you think that like they were nurtured in the same environment and they were nurtured in the same way or exposed to the same things. But they end up being so different, just like mm-hmm. just like we are. You know, we have some similarities, but for the most part, most people would think that were quite different in terms of personality, which it's kind of crazy. I think just like if we had been raised as individuals, I mean, one, we wouldn't be the people we are today because obviously we influence so much. Mm-hmm. We influence each other so much growing up, but I would feel this emptiness just knowing that I had a twin out there somewhere just wondering like what is the parallel me doing i don't know i think about that sometimes even when like we think about it now you know you're in dc now i'm in atlanta like i have a version of me that's just out there living an entire life in a different city with different people different friends different coworkers, just an entirely different life and i'm here as a version of you doing the exact same thing would you have waited so in in this case um i think Jim Lewis was the one who, like, growing up, he, his mother had mentioned multiple times, like, oh, like, you have a twin brother, you were adopted from the hospital, uh, like, this and that. And he waited until he was 39 years old to go to the court, find the records of his twin brother, find the contact information of the household that his brother grew up in and all that. Would you have waited till you were 39 or would, have, or would curiosity have gotten the better of you much earlier in your life? And would you have wanted to know that? Um, I definitely would have wanted to know sooner than that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm too curious for that kind of thing. I think I definitely would have wanted to know before 39. That's, that's an insanely long time to know that there's a version of you out there. Plus, I don't know what the fuck you're up to. You could be completely messing my life up and I would have no idea but if I knew that you were out there, 
Like, you could be doing some serious damage. I don't know. Or, or you could be really successful. And there's a version of me out there that's just balling. Just completely balling. And I don't know. <laughs> and maybe, maybe I mean, take advantage of that. You know, like, if I knew that you were, like, secretly living this, like, you were doing something really, really cool or crazy that was unheard of. Maybe I could just pop in, you know, just, just like, you know. I see what you're saying. But something to keep in mind was they were born in 1940. And only one of their parents told them that they were twins. So it wasn't as necessarily like as, as easy to believe. And even at the age of 39, the average life expectancy in the U.S. in 1970 wow. was about 67 years old for men. So that was about halfway through life. So to have no idea that this person existed, because, right, it was like if you never knew that you had a twin and, like, your adopted parents were like, guess what, you got a twin, you, you could just think they're not serious. And then eventually you're like, you know what, like, maybe I should look into this. When Jim Lewis reached out at 39, that's more than halfway through his life at that point. Like, you grow up in your 20s, well, first of all, as individuals in our 20s right now, I feel like one of the most important things growing up as an adult is to figure my stuff out, right? Is to make sure I'm, that my head's on straight, that like everything's lining up for me. So I think if I didn't know for sure that you existed, I would either have researched you or like tried to find you while I was in college or I would have tried to find you after I kind of got my life together. Because I feel like going after your sibling and trying to find out who they are, like that is such a in-depth process and you really have to commit yourself to doing it. For me, it would always be in the back of my mind. But if I'm trying to like build my life and build my career, I think like I would want to have some of my life set up before I started to introduce, you know, a sibling, like a long lost sibling back into my life. If you don't have your life together and if you don't have everything set up for yourself, then like I could see myself like losing myself to that process almost and, you know, kind of losing it when I was like, oh, man, like I really want to find my sibling. Like I really want to find Sean. I have no idea if he exists, where he lives, what the, what happens with that. Um, so, yes, like I see what you're saying. Like I would definitely be curious, but maybe I would want to have my life set up before I went into that process of finding you so that when I did find you, hopefully, like introducing you into my life wasn't as ambiguous. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I think it's easy to say that from this perspective. But I think you also said that you would be trying to find yourself and discover yourself. And I think given this situation that they were in, a big part of understanding who you are is understanding where you come from. And I think trying to get all for me at least getting those concrete details about my own past and my own history i think if i was growing up without the knowledge of who my biological parents were for me at least that understanding would be a lot more important to me earlier on in my process because i don't think i would be able to know who i was fully to understand where i come from what my heritage is what my like biological family looks like and even if there was like an inkling of like oh well you might have a twin you might not be able to connect with your birth parents, but connecting with your biological siblings is so interested mm -hmm. at that point in seeing the trajectory of someone that was put in the same situation as you. You know, while you're saying that, I was thinking like, you know, what if instead of having that open mind, like you had resentment towards, you know, being put up for adoption and you had, you know, sadness for not having the same familial life as other people, like 
for example, have you seen that episode of that like snippet of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air? Well, where um, Will Smith is talking to Uncle Phil, and he's like, "I didn't need my dad for anything, and like I didn't need my dad in my life, and he didn't yeah, give yeah, me yeah, anything." Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then he ends up crying. He's like, "Why didn't of course. you? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Why didn't you want me?" And all of that. I think you're right. Like I would have that curiosity if I didn't have that resentment. But if I had that resentment, I would say like, you know what, like my adoptive parents, my adoptive family gave me everything. So like, I don't really need to find my birth parents. I don't really need to find my birth siblings. Or like, why haven't, why hasn't my birth sibling tried to find me? Why has it been like, why have I lived half of my life? And, you know, no one's ever tried to find me and stuff like that. But then even on that note, like, I think I, as a person, that would fuel my fire a little more to be like, you know what, like that really makes me want to figure out where they ended up and who they who they ended up being and stuff like that. I'm just naturally a little more curious. I always kind of, I need to know things and I and yeah. I would want to know as soon as I could because I, I just see so much opportunity that I I can't imagine how much I would be losing out by not looking or starting that search. And I think that like, I'm glad that you know, one of the, one of these twins waited so long because they had to get their own things figured out and live their own life. He was the only one that had the knowledge. But either way, it's kind of crazy. So it, is. It, it, it plugs back into the idea of like nature versus nurture, you know. Mm-hmm. And for us, because we were, you know, brought up in the almost the identical environment, in pretty much the identical environment, we never really mm-hmm. separated much until unless it was like in classes in middle school or you know growing up things like that which is normal but i don't think we ever really spent time fully apart from each other longer than a few days until we were like well into our teens probably like one of the camps that we went to over the summer or something yeah that was the yeah that was literally the first time we spent time apart um i mean you're right going to school together and um you know, being a part of the communities we were a part of, we were always grouped together. We always spent time together. We always did things together. We may have had, you're right, like we may have had classes growing up separately, but again, yeah. like we spent a lot of time doing this. But I think, and, but I think almost identical, like almost immediately, people always knew that there was a difference between us, that we, we always acted differently enough where there wasn't that automatic assumption most of the time that, oh, you guys are the same person. I think most people always looking at us could be like, oh, just spend a few minutes with them and you'll know which one's which. Right. That's kind of like the blanket of like, how do you tell the difference apart? And like, how do you know who's who? And I think the immediate answer I go for is like literally spend five minutes with us and you're going to figure out how different we really are and how different our mannerisms are and our attitudes are. You don't need to... Like, you don't need to have, like, a lab twin study and, like, observe us and look at our psychological choices to figure out how different we are. There's small differences in the way that we act, and I think a lot of those carry through for a lot of the things we do, just like a normal person. And that's no different than how you would get to know twins either. Right, right. But you've been exposed to something entirely different before. When you were at Baylor, you had the Baylor twins. Oh, yeah, that was weird, man. Right? Yeah. Like, there they was this pair of study twins. on them. There was a pair of twins, identical twins, who they say they don't choose to dress the same every morning 
and they choose to have the same or like they choose their own pads in the past but okay weird right they dress the exact same every day they walk around and go to the same classes every day not only do they walk to the same classes they walk literally stride for stride left foot together right foot together they look the same if they look left together, right together at every street corner, when they're in classes, they sit next to each other. They sit with their legs crossed the exact same way. When they graduated, instead of graduating one after the other, like walking down the stage, they literally walk the stage together. And because they were known and so well like revered on campus, the university handed them their diplomas at the exact same times. They shook hands with you know, the deans or whoever at the exact same time, and then never, they, and then no one ever heard from them again. That was creepy. Seeing them on campus do the exact same thing was creepy. And people, you would see people Snapchat stories being like, it's the Baylor twins, they're out today. And I mean, that even as a twin, like at first I was like, oh, like that's sick, that's cool. But I remember there was one night where I was walking around campus, I was heading home from the from the library and I saw both of them walking around together doing the exact same thing and it gave me chills. I mean, absolute chills. We should get them on this show. I think that would be insane. Oh but God, to be honest, they probably just talk at the same time. I don't know. But <laughs> yeah, like that that's just that's wild. I think I saw them when I came to visit you one time. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I saw them and that was yeah, that was crazy for me too because I I can't imagine doing that with you. I mean, like even when we're together, we we can't even do our own thing together for longer than like an hour before we get sick of each other. I can't right. imagine perfectly having our entire lives orchestrated to match each other so perfectly. That's like, either something really like supernatural and mm-hmm. just insane or that requires such a high level of coordination. Like you probably have to be on all the time. Oh, yeah. And I I can't imagine what would happen if one of them was pissed at the other for whatever reason. Like if one of them did some really like messed up thing to the other person. But they got to they got to keep up the act. You know, they have to stay as unfazed and like coordinated as possible. Like they can't even be like even a little bit like passive aggressive or anything like that. They still have to be exactly in sync. I don't know. I mean, they definitely had to practice. They definitely had to go into a room and be like, here's how we're going to walk together stride by stride. Like you have to like consciously make the choice of like, all right, well, we're going to start walking always with our right foot forward. If, we, if we're at a street corner, we're always going to stop and look left first and right first. Like they had to have coordinated all of their shit so that no matter what situation they were in, they would constantly be on, like you were saying. Like, you remember, like, in a, in a previous episode, I was talking about how, like, when people would ask, because, like, oh, what's the other person thinking? Like, sometimes would be, like, well, you and I would have already come up with the answer to the question. It's, like, all right, take that and then do everything in your life to that extent. Everything. Yeah. And you're right. I like, if I mean, one of them was yeah. pissed off, like, you, you have to keep it on, which, like... I know when you and I are pissed off at, at each other, like we don't want to be in the same room. We don't want to no. talk point blank until we both have time to cool down and do all that. But because they chose to lean in so heavily to the to their twin thing, like 
you're right, like in a way they're kind of bound to that. And I think like even as siblings or even further as twins, like you either lean in to the twin thing and you lean in or like there's other twins that or even even you and I before we did this podcast was like I'm my own por- I'm, I'm my own person completely he's doing his thing I'm doing my thing and like if we were a Venn diagram we'd have such little point of intersect and it's weird to see people consciously choose to have a Venn diagram where the intersect is almost the entire Venn diagram well it's not like it's a lot of people I, we You're right. I mean they're, they're definitely an anomaly it's not like we don't have any similarities we did do a lot of similar things at GW, and we do have a lot that intersects. So I, I definitely wouldn't count out our middle ground because I think even amongst twins, we kind of meet a lot more in the middle than a lot of other twins. I mean, we go to the same school. We were part of the same org. We had a bunch of the same friends. We both like working out and fashion and sneakers and video games. I think in a lot of ways we are pretty similar. Uh, okay, so question for you then. Back to the topic of nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this, those similarities that you're talking about, right, ending up at the same school, being a part of the same student org, you know, like, do you think those were nature or nurture? Do you think that we were genetically predisposed to like the same things, which is why we ended up at the same university and did all those things? Or do you think that that was a product of the environment that we grew up in? Because we also grew up in a very similar environment. Well, I think your your choice to end up in D.C. wasn't like a predestined thing because we had different enough interests that you wanted to explore an interest that was entirely separate to you in an entirely different place, like through an entirely different university. And that was always your choice. Like that was what you had decided for yourself. Even when you came to D.C., it was because you were like, I want to continue my education and like what I'm interested in studying in this place that you were like, oh, like this is such a cool place. Like when you visited, you you just saw so much more for your own life. I don't know if that's a nature versus nurture thing. I just think that you just found something that was more interesting to you. And I think my my interest to be in D.C. and to move away from home and like be in a certain environment was a different product of who I was as a person. So I don't know if that's like a nature versus nurture thing as much as it's just us having individual aspects of our own personalities that we could explore. I think the fact that I'd already been somewhere and explored a place and been established somewhere made it easier for you to be like, okay, well, this is something that I can do as well. We had someone to do it with. We're a little different now, but we were exposed to a lot of the same influencers and a lot of the same positive role models for these things at an earlier age so we could explore them together so maybe we like i don't know maybe we nurtured our own interests with each other yeah i mean i think if i was going to answer the question i would say i would i like what you said just now about how we were nurtured in the same environment and how that could have affected our decisions but i would also attribute some of it to nature and genetics because like you were saying like You know, we ended up at the same university. We wanted to be in Washington, D.C., which is a fast-paced environment. And I think that, like, when you look at, like, dad or if you look at, like, any of our uncles, they're all, they all have that similar mindset. All that, all that have, like, they all have that hustle and grind mindset where they want to be in a place where they're pushed to be their best and they're pushed to, you know, 
like live under pressure and to perform under pressure and to do all of those things. So for me, like when I look back on it, like you're right, we definitely wanted to explore, you know, our own avenues and our own paths. But even even for me, when I think about it, like one of the big reasons why I wanted to leave Baylor was because I felt like I was so bored. I felt like I had nothing to do. And for me, I needed to be under stress, which I know is how dad is because he wants to have that extra push and that extra nudge in the right direction. And I see a lot of that in both you and I. You and I both push ourselves yeah, to do a little right, bit right. more than we need to. So yes, I think you're right. I think a lot of it is nurture. We were brought up in an environment, but I think that to an extent it could also be genetics because we have that innate drive in us to do a little bit more, you know? Yeah, I definitely see what you're saying. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up for this week. Um, Just wanted to give a huge shout out to everyone that's been supporting us. Um, We really, really, really appreciate all of your input, all of your support. Um, We love you all so much for taking the time to listen to us and be a part of the journey with us. Um, Yeah. Yeah.